0: As unbelievable as my story may sound, I promise I'm not trolling, and every word that I'm about to write is the honest truth. I cannot specifically remember exactly what grade I was in, but I do remember that I was in middle school. I remember this detail because when this event took place, I was with someone that was only my friend during middle school years. After that, my friend moved away and we lost touch. This story takes place on the outskirts of St. Louis, Missouri during the 1980s. For reference, we will call the friend I was with Amy. It had been a fun day with Amy, My mom had dropped us off at the mall, where we had been wandering around, window shopping, and trying on clothes. This was a very tiny mall in a small town on the outskirts of St. Louis. Because this mall was so tiny, it didn't have a lot of restaurants or a food court. However, there was a McDonald's across the way. To get there faster, you could cut through a field that was in between the mall parking lot and a street. Once you cut across that field and cross the road, McDonald's was right there. So Amy and I went to McDonald's, ordered our food, and sat down. We were eating our ice cream and chatting away, when a man walked in and sat down at the table in front of ours. The way we were sitting put Amy's back to him, but left me facing his direction. Almost immediately I began getting an uneasy feeling because... Not only did this man not order anything to eat, he just sat there the entire time, staring at me with the angriest look on his face. He wasn't even trying to hide the fact that he was staring. I also remember he had these piercing eyes that were bright blue. Now, keep in mind that this was before cell phones were abundant, so calling my mom wasn't an option. And being as young as I was... It never occurred to me in my childlike mind that I should maybe get the attention of an adult working there or ask to use the phone. All I could remember thinking was that the scary man was making me feel very uncomfortable. So Amy and I finished our food and ice cream. I had used her head to obstruct the man's view of my face and whispered to her what he had been doing. I told her that if he followed us out, we needed to run. Sure enough, as soon as we got up to leave, so did he. We rushed out the door as fast as we could, and then we began to sprint. I looked behind me, and he was getting into one of those boat-sized cars they made in the 70s and early 80s. Luckily for us, there wasn't much traffic, and we were able to cross the street before he had a chance to get to us. When we got to the field, I turned around to look to see where he was again. Now... Before I go further, let me note that next to the field was the street that ran horizontally, the one that we crossed, and then to the left of the field there was another street that ran vertically. That street intersected with the one that we had to cross, so the field was basically in the corner of these two streets. The street to the left didn't run in a perfectly straight line, though. It ran in a diagonal direction that would eventually take you to the mall parking lot. This was good, because when I had turned around again, I could see that he was watching to see where we were going. Next, he turned onto the street to the left of us, and was driving very fast. He was definitely coming for us. Like I said, the street that ran diagonally took him in the direction away from us, but would eventually have us end up in the same parking lot. It was very obvious that he was trying to get to the mall parking lot before we could get there, Because the road he was on went away from us, and we were shortcutting it through the field plus running as fast as we could, we were able to get inside of the mall before he could catch us. We got very, very lucky. Once we got inside the mall, we frantically ran up to a security guard and told him what happened. Shockingly enough, he blew our story off as an exaggerated tale from two dramatic middle school children. Things were much different back then. Today, if a young kid approached an adult with a story like that, the police would be called right away and a description of the man and his vehicle would be taken. Even worse than that, when Amy and I told my mother the story, she blew it off as well. My mother was emotionally neglectful and definitely was not the best parent growing up. I had serious trust issues towards adults growing up because of many situations like this. I never felt protected by the people that should have listened and kept me safe. I felt alone and unheard. This event being an important reason that I felt that way, but that's another story. So fast forward to a few days ago, my husband was watching a YouTube video about serial killers. I stopped dead in my tracks because as he was watching it, a familiar picture popped up on the video. One of the people slash pictures the men mentioned in this video was the man from the McDonald's. I am 95% certain that it was him. His name was Tommy Lynn Sells. Let me add that I have an excellent memory and am definitely a visual learner. I suck at names but never forget faces. I can even remember a few people and events from when I was only 3 years old. This was such a scary event that I never forgot that man's face or the angry look that radiated off of him. It definitely stayed engraved in my young mind, no doubt that man was evil. My husband already knew my story. When I told him I thought that was the man who attempted to kidnap me, he was a bit skeptical. So together, we decided to do a little further research on this guy. What came next only solidified what I suspected. Tommy Lynn Sells was killing people, sometimes young girls my age, and he was indeed killing people in the St. Louis area during that time. He was also working at carnivals and was traveling, killing other people in other states. Unlike most serial killers, he didn't have a type. Anyone he could get his hands on was fair game. He just liked the rush of killing. What made this creepier was the mall that Amy and I were at, had a carnival going on every summer in the parking lot on the other side of where we were. I can't remember what month it was when this happened, but I do remember the weather was hot. I'm relatively positive it was the summertime. I wonder if he was working for that carnival. The picture on Wikipedia is exactly what the man at McDonald's looked like, even down to that same evil, angry look, and I will never Forget that expression. I've been mulling over and over this ever since. I don't know if I should contact the FBI with my story, though he was executed in 2014. Law enforcement knows of 22 murders he committed, but they suspect there are many, many more. My story might place him in an area that someone disappeared from, but I don't know how helpful it would be considering I can't remember what month or year exactly. I don't even know if I would be believed, so what would you guys do? But if and when I do go to the FBI, I will update everyone on what happens. Thank you everyone for your kind and supportive words, it really does mean a lot. This just happened yesterday, and I'm still trying to make sense of... What the hell happened? One of my best friend's weddings is next week, and I ordered a dress online. The bride asked me to wear a peach-colored dress, because she wanted me in some of the wedding photos and wanted everyone else to match. The dress came, and I asked my boyfriend to take a photo of me, so I could send it to the bride to make sure it was the right color. We go out on our balcony for the photo, so the natural light could show the color best, and he tells me that the dress is kind of sheer. You could almost see the color of my underwear. Great. I head out to shop for either a slip or to find a new dress. So there I am in the underwear section, looking for a slip that will work with my dress, and I notice an older man looking at some lingerie. Think like a 60-year-old Al Pacino-looking man, but taller. Not that weird. Maybe he was buying something for his wife or girlfriend. Maybe he wanted to wear it for himself. Doesn't matter to me, so I just go on with my browsing. He kept looking over at me, and we met eyes, so I gave him the standard closed-mouth smile that everyone does. Apparently, to him, that was an invitation to come talk to me. He introduced himself and asked me what I'm shopping for. Odd, but... I tell him I'm looking for a slip for my dress. Then he asks me, uh, How much do you weigh? I thought, possibly, he was shopping for a woman and maybe she was my size. Best case scenario that I could come up with. I replied that you should never ask a lady how much she weighs in a joking, sounding voice. I'm creeped out, so I say nice meeting you and tried to go on my way. Then he loudly says again, I asked you how much you weigh. Being shouted at by a stranger stunned me, so I stared at him for a second and then told him that I had to go. He then told me, No, no, you stay right there. I'll be right back. Naturally, I took off to a completely different part of the store, hoping that I wouldn't see this weirdo again. I should have just left, really, but not the case. He found me, holding an extremely skimpy piece of red lingerie. I started to walk away, and he grabbed my arm and holds the lingerie up to me and tells me that I would look beautiful in it. I straight up yelled at him to back up. That attracted a lot of attention from other shoppers, and an employee came over to see what was wrong. I just said everything was fine, and then I proceeded to leave the store. I just wanted to go home at this point. I stopped at the smoothie shop across the street, since I told my boyfriend I would bring smoothies back home, and when I came out of the shop, guess who was leaning against my truck? Al Pacino-looking Mother Effer. He was holding a gift bag. This is for you, he says. I told him to get off of my truck or I would call the cops. He then tells me that buying a gift for someone isn't a reason to call the police, but... I told him harassment is. He calls me a bunch of names and tells me that women like me are the reason nice guys are always rejected, and that he hopes I have a gun at home so I can hurt myself. He opens up my backseat door, throws the bag in, and leaves. I took a photo of the car he drove off in and called the non emergency police line. Unfortunately, they didn't have much to go on. I was just worried that it would turn into a stalker situation. Maybe I'm just paranoid. But what was in that bag, you may be asking? Well, the red lingerie, and a graphic note about what he would be thinking about me in it. Ugh. Just gross. Okay, so... Very weird experience that my ex-girlfriend and I had back in 04 to 05, in rural Louisiana. That's somewhat relevant. We were hanging out at her parents' house on a summer night, watching movies. Nothing out of the ordinary. We were around sixteen and seventeen at the time, so when twelve thirty to one AM rolled around, it was time for me to head home. I didn't have a vehicle at this point, so she usually dropped me off. Keep in mind, this is in a rural area in Louisiana, and we live on complete opposite sides of town. At this time of night, there were hardly any cars on the road, and it was rather spooky driving through the wooded areas to get to my place, which was secluded, to say the least. We're about halfway to our destination, and in mid-conversation, she stops talking and asks me if I had noticed the headlights that had been on behind us for quite some time. I replied no, that I hadn't noticed, but assured her that there was nothing to worry about. We continue our conversation, but now I'm really paying attention to the headlights behind us, and I notice they're getting closer. To get to my house, there were a lot of turns down roads that weren't main roads, and these headlights were staying with us. At this point, panic starts to set in for both of us as we try to come up with, like, a worst-case scenario plan. I thought of just pulling into the first driveway, but then I thought, well, what if no one's home? And would they even help at this time of night? Eh, Scratch that idea. I had an old flip phone at the time, and decided the best course of action was to call my house phone and hope that my dad would answer. Between that point, and us turning down my dead-end road, I probably called 8-10 to ten times with no answer. The headlights were still following us at every turn. I told my girlfriend to just pull into my driveway and lay on the horn. We pull in, and do just that. The other vehicle pulls in right behind us. No one is coming out of my house, so... She decides to just cut across my front yard and try to get back on the road. I'm still calling. As we go to turn around, the other car cuts us off, and that's when I look at the man. Probably 50-60 to years old, large rim glasses and smoking a cigarette. Our eyes meet, and he gave me the weirdest, creepiest grin, and that's when I had made my mind up that I was going to have to get out and confront this man. Right as I was building up the courage to do so, my dad ran out of the front door and the man in the car sped away. Needless to say, we didn't get very much sleep that night. She stayed at my place and we reported the incident with the best description we could give, but to no avail. So this happened to me back in 2009. I was 22 at the time, but I'm very short and often mistaken for a young teen. I just had a driving lesson, and while normally my instructor would drop me off in front of my house at the end of our lessons, that day he had somewhere to be straight after, and dropped me off at a nearby bus stop. My apartment block was about 500 meters away at the end of a long stretch of quiet road. It was an area that was being built up at the time, so there were a couple of abandoned old houses to the left and right, and my apartment block at the very end, and that's it. It was rare to see cars that weren't just going straight into the apartment block because there was just nothing there except for a clinic a couple of streets away, so you could occasionally get someone who was lost looking for directions. So, it's around 8pm, and it had just gotten dark outside. The street is barely lit, but it only takes a few minutes to get from the bus stop to my house, so I don't think anything of it. Until a car drives past me, but then starts backing up until it's driving slowly beside me. A woman is driving, and a man is in the passenger seat. I sort of slow down, thinking they're going to ask me for directions to the clinic. The woman asks, Do you live here? So, now I'm thinking they definitely want directions, and I stop and say yes. But then she says, We're the police, and we're going to take you home. Mind you, this is a totally normal-looking vehicle... These people aren't in uniform or look in any way official. I'm incredulous, literally so stunned that all I can say is something like, "Eh, you're taking the piss, not an English-speaking country. Immediately, I'm thinking these people think that I'm like 10 and they're trying to kidnap me. The woman is starting to get agitated and keeps repeating, you have to respect the police, get in the car, and we will take you home. I'm so shocked at this point. I'm like, how dare you? Partly offended that someone would think people are stupid enough to fall for this. At this point, the car has stopped and I see the woman moving to open the door. So I burst into the fastest sprint of my life while fumbling with my phone to call my mom screaming before I even got to the block. Buzz me in! I'm in danger! My dad went out to look for them immediately after but the car was nowhere in the area. He informed the police, but nothing ever came from it. I've always been super creeped out by this story, and I often find myself wondering what their intentions were, but I'm glad the story has found its new home. Hey there! Friends? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic day. And I hope that you enjoyed this collection of creepy encounters. These were actually pretty damn good. They usually are, but some of these ones were above the rest. No offense to the other ones, but... And obviously, these are terrifying situations, and I'm not trying to, you know, make them lighthearted in any way. But they were just really... Really interesting and pretty creepy stories, so hopefully you guys enjoyed them. And again, as always, hopefully with these creepy encounter things, there is a slight lesson to be learned. Hopefully uh, it gets through to some people that, you know, you can't trust everyone, but not relevant anyways. um, If you did enjoy this and would like more content like this, please consider joining the Nevermore. You can join the Nevermore by subscribing and clicking the bell icon. You can also support the Nevermore by following me on social medias or supporting me through Patreon coffee. All links below. Patrons get early access to all videos. Isn't that pretty damn cool? It's pretty damn cool. So, for, I believe, $2 a month, if you pitch in, you get your name in my videos, and you also get early access. As things go up to the $6, $10, $20 tier, the prizes... Also, co-op, I suppose. Prizes—that's the best way to put it. I don't know. Um, I gotta start sending out some stuff: stickers, feathers, uh, posters, all because people are amazing. All of you guys, you're all amazing. I love you all. All right, that's it. I'm gonna go. Um, I will see you on the next video. Much love, and until then, sleep well.